Coming to you live from the most powerful city in the world. Welcome to the Sideline Junkies. Sponsored by Anchor FM. Take it away, fellas. Uh, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> it's all about the Benjamins, baby. Hey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Happy free agency start of the NFL season eve. Welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies. Got my main man, Delonte, with me. What up, what up? And of course, if y'all don't know the voice by now, it's me, it's me, it's the big guy, KG. Man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. So, I'm just going to say this now. Uh, Junie, BJ, they'll join us later on. Uh, once BJ finishes his nine to five, he say he gonna jump on because I know he happy as hell. But we'll get into that too. Man, we got a lot lined up for y'all tonight. So without further ado, we're gonna start it off with the biggest thing we got: Odell Beckham. Oh, OBJ. Go ahead, I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> has been traded. Well, I'm. Let me let me let me rephrase that because it's not official until twelve o'clock. Will be traded. From the Giants to the Browns for the number 17 pick in next month's draft, the Browns' second third-round pick that they have this year, and safety Jabril Peppers. So that puts OBJ back with his college teammate, who he lit it up with at LSU, Jarvis Landry. Who boy. Now, I said something last season about the 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 Browns doing it right. Oh man. Um they're still doing it right. I may have been a year too early saying that they're gonna win the division, but yeah, they're gonna win the division. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to you know what? If, if I think if if um league play started today, I would have to say yeah, because when you look at the other teams in the league, I mean, in that division, like the Ravens, everybody left. Everybody yeah. left. Flacco gone. Mosley gone. Suggs gone. Um, Jesse James gone. Don't forget Eric Weddle. From yeah, Weddle gone. Yeah, Jim lost um, his outlaw Jesse James. Yeah. Uh, they um, lost Le'Veon, Antonio Brown. Oh yeah, yeah, we ain't yeah, we ain't even gonna touch uh on the Steelers and all that drama. That nonsense. Uh, and then the Bengals are just trash. I mean Yeah. I don't they, know if Andy Dalton's going is, is even gonna make it to the start of the season. Yeah. And I'm hearing that AJ Green is not a happy camper because he can't win no game. So hey, the, the stars are aligned for um Cleveland. I mean, would you be a happy camper in Cincinnati? They trying to put guys around that. Now, they put other receivers around you. You got the red rifle, but your running game is shoddy. So, you know, they know you got to pass. Yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't so, be happy. Absolutely. Not. I, I, I don't blame A.J. Green. And, of course, I'm not going to blame the red rifle. I, I'm kinda, I blame management on that one. because, And I'm upset with Cincinnati's management with the handling of Marvin Lewis. Marvin Lewis has been faithful to you for what, 15 years? And then you say, well, he's going to retire at the end of the season, take a, a job upstairs only for you to fire him. Yeah. 
So I'm I'm not really too happy with Cincinnati management. But I'm not feeling that either, man. But I will say this: in that AFC North, I'm 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 looking at uh their staff and and there's Junie right there. What's happening, brother? Junie. He did. But uh, Cleveland staff, you know, you got John Dorsey as the general manager. Um, You got Alonzo Highsmith, former player. I mean, you got a, a lot of good guys, and people are actually wanting to go to uh, Cleveland. Now, one thing I didn't agree with with Cleveland is after the firing of Hugh Jackson, they didn't retain uh, Greg Williams. Right. So, you know, and then they brought in Freddie Kitchens and he brought in his whole staff and everything. But I'm just like, hey, this is a totally different team come uh, next season. So, now, since this is free agency eve, let's, let's jump into this real quick. They say the Niners might get D forward. Hmm. That's a big pickup if they do. Yeah, uh, second round pick in 2020. Um, Cameron Waite is leaving the Dolphins for the Tennessee Titans. And now this wow. is all reported. This is all reported. It's not official yet. Um, $23 million deal. Of course, we talked about OBJ um, being traded for a first round pick and a third round and Jabril Peppers. Uh, Cordell Patterson from the Patriots. It's gone to it's going to Chicago. Two years, ten million dollars. Um, one of the offensive linemen that I had on, on on my top five list for the Redskins to pick up, uh, guard Roger Saffold, four year, forty four million dollar deal with uh the Titans. Mm. So, and then uh the Texans. Pick up now. This might hurt you a little bit here, Delonte. No, it don't hurt me. I, 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 and <laughs> you, you can let drum roll, please. Fat lady sing all that. Like it ain't gonna hurt me. It, it actually, I was actually like, good. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm, I got tired of eating burnt toast. <laughs> and all you know, all of the other Bronco fans got tired of eating burnt toast. You know what I'm saying? We like our toast lightly toasted. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not not burnt crisp. <laughs> Bradley Roby. Uh, one yeah, year, ten million, yeah. ten million dollar deal. Uh, and who was that? Uh, he signed a damn prove prove it to me deal. That's what it's called. He, prove it to me deal. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. One year, ten million dollars. We gonna give you a little bit of money, but you got to prove that you belong here. Yeah, you know, Uncle Sam will take his cut, but you, you know what I'm saying. You can't get burnt no more than like four times this season. Uh, and also, Houston signed uh, Tayshawn Gibson. Uh, this is one for BJ. Now, I know he, he was feeling good about this. The Bills are going to get John Brown to a three-year deal and Cole Beasley to a four-year contract. Now, the Bills – now, I, I'm going to touch on this because I, I, I appreciate a lot that BJ does being a Buffalo Bill fan. It takes a lot. It, it takes a lot. And along with Cole Beasley, 
they they got uh Robert Foster, Zay Jones, Ray Ray McLeod, and Isaiah McKenzie. All they missing is a tight end. And then also the Bills sign, uh geez, I can't find the guy's name, but he the center for um he was a center in uh was, uh, was yeah. Yeah. He's I think he's like the best center in the game. Highest paid center now. Not only did they sign him to a long-term deal, they signed Ty and Secchi from the Redskins, which is uh, hurtful because that's one of my players that I wanted to keep. Um, so Ty and Secchi is a Buffalo Bill now, the Rhinoceros. I mean, I was telling BJ, you got a versatile O-lineman that can play both tackles and both guards. So, But you know what? I, I got to give props to the Steelers. Um organization because they still keeping um Ron Shazier on his uh, on their roster on the payroll and they're providing him with uh medical insurance. Yeah, I I'm I seen that too and I'm I'm real happy about that. Yeah, so I I think that's that's a classy gesture on the part of the Rooney's and the Steelers organization. And then Junior, you there? I guess he's having a little technical difficulty there. Wow. Deep. Uh, so, so the 49ers, uh, the, D, the D4 49ers union is will become official. Five years, 87.5 milli. Ooh-wee. Like I said, it's all about the Benjamins, baby. Yeah. Jeez. Anthony Barr, <laughs> who said yeah. he was going to the Jets and then changed his mind and said, nope, I'm staying with the Vikings. Yeah, that that was that's 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 wild. Uh, Latavius Murray is gone to this. Well, it's going to the Saints, so that means Mark Ingram won't be back. Yep, I thought that uh, was kind of odd. Yeah, but I mean, why would you let Mark Ingram go? But hey, well, I can't really mess that duo up. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I say the same thing. Thomas Davis said he signed. He's going to sign with the Chargers. He's leaving the Panthers. Kareem Jackson said he's he was disrespected by, by the Texans. No offer. Welcome, welcome to the to the house, Kareem. Welcome to the house. The fifth ranked cornerback alongside the fourth ranked cornerback. I smell no fly zone two point If we can just get a safety, <clears throat> Earl Thomas. Oh man. We'll be good to go. True indeed. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater going to re-sign with the Saints. Everybody said he was one of the top quarterbacks that everybody was looking at. Shit, let, let me uh, add my a, a quick tip in on the Teddy Bridgewater situation. The Dolphins actually offered him a much bigger contract, and who knows, he probably could have started. He would have started. Yeah, but I, I guess, you know, he, he figured, hmm. Three, you know, Drew probably has what a couple a year or two left. Let me let me be patient and continue to um you know learn under his tutelage, and then once he leaves, I can step in the driver's seat and then lead the Saints. True indeed. Hey, hey, fellas, excuse me, I'm I'm having some bad times tonight, man. But you mean to tell me Miami Dolphins was giving him a chance to get out of New Orleans? Yeah, the contract was 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 something nice. Guarantee money, like everything, the whole nine. And he said he turned it down. He, he turned it down. 
Wow. Uh, Maybe I think he would stay here in New, uh, New Orleans. I, I, I can't believe that. Maybe he and met some good friends in, in New Orleans. Hey, hey, Miami to me is even a better city. I can't believe that. Yeah. Then you got the – it's like a mass exodus out of Baltimore. T. Sizzle, Terrell Suggs, one year, seven million from Arizona of all places. I think this will be his last season. Um, Zadarius Smith gone to the Packers, and he's going to be joined on that defense with my man, Preston Smith, and also uh, former Bears safety, Adrian Amos. I'm just – cheese, man. I had a whole list of players to keep and players to go sign. Man, I had a top five players to sign. C.J. Mosley was my number two. Man, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. Baltimore, they – they they just let the whole clip go because uh Zadarius Smith four years sixty six million with the Packers mm-hmm. he's gone. There's nobody left in Baltimore except for Coach Harbaugh and uh what's the kid Lamar Jackson. Hey yo man, what are they trying? Are they rebuilding or something? Uh, you might as well say so at this point. Right, all of their vets are gone. And, and see, C- C- CJ Mosley went to the Jets. Yeah. Of all places. So what is what's going on? And you know what, Junior? I asked you this this morning, and I'm gonna ask you the same thing, Delonte. Mm-hmm. Do y'all think the reason everybody's leaving because Ozzy Newsom's gone? That's a strong possibility. Because I know he he was a huge presence in B more, but yeah, with him with New, uh, Newsom gone, I think everybody else is kind of over it. So I think Suggs leaving after being there 16 years. I mean, 16 years, but that's still a shock. Mm-hmm. You've been there 16 years. You know, you might as well you know, just lay your head where you started. Um, it's, damn, it's, it, it is a mass exodus in, in Baltimore. What you say, Junie? Uh, I think Junie dropped out on us again. We'll come back to him. Um, uh, now we can hear you. There you go. Oh, my God. What's going on tonight? It's a full moon. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, man, that 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 story in Baltimore going on is, is, is rough, man. Uh, you know, and I really think it's because it's of Ozzy's going on, man. Ozzy played a big part in the team, you know. Everybody liked them. I'm sure you know the players, and they they they, they just clean the house, man. It's really hard to believe some of the players are gone. I think they're trying to open up for a bunch of new players, man. I mean, starting at Flacco. I mean, John Brown, C.J. Mosley, T. Sizzle. I mean, oh my God, they, everybody's gone. Yeah, yeah, man. I that I mean, who? And I mean. <laughs> this is a hell of a way to start off the Tuesday night <laughs> flight on the mothership. And this is a hell of a way to start off NFL three and out with all just everybody. Just all these signings, man. Uh the Redskins signed will will sign Landon Collins. Six years, eighty million, eighty-four million, forty-five guaranteed. Mm. Uh but they losing 
Ty and Seki, as I said earlier, and Preston Smith. Um, I just, whew, man, this is going to be a, a, a hell of a free agency period. So I'm, I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see what everybody's going to do. So. DJ Mosley, five years, 85 million. 17 million per year, 51 million guaranteed. But you notice that's the thing. The contract numbers, and I try to explain this to people, the contract numbers are very, very big, but mm-hmm. the guaranteed money is very, very low. Yeah. So, well, let's jump to the second down real quick, fellas. I mean, I, I'm sure everybody, you know, Junie being a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, Delonte, you being. A Denver Bronco fan, myself being a Washington Redskins fan, even Jim with with the Pittsburgh Steelers, BJ with the Buffalo Bills, even Allen with the Cowboys. You got, you know, at least the top five players that you would like to see your team sign. So I just thought I'd, you know, go around and give everybody a chance. You know, top five players that you want in free agency. I mean, the, the list has probably changed by now oh, because yeah, I know. Shorter. Yeah, out of my five. I I got one, and I only got one left out of my five. The other three have already been signed, or will be signed at twelve o'clock, I should say. And who was that? Well, I got yeah, Landon Collins was my number one. That was my number one, number one. I said I, we got to get Landon Collins because I, I I hate everybody saying, well, oh this guy's the next Sean Taylor. Oh he's the next Sean Taylor. I hate that. And I hear it so much watching the draft and, 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 you know, watching guys playing college. Oh, he's the next Sean Taylor. There will be no, no next Sean Taylor. Hey, yo, hey, yo, 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 let me stop you right there on this one, though. Can I tell you this, though? Did you know this? Did you know Sean Taylor was one of his favorite players? Yes, sir. In the NFL? And he always wanted to play for the Washington Redskins? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. That's, that, that's one of the best stories I heard in a long time. It's like a dream come true. That that's an awesome story, and 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 the thing about this guy, he missed four games, four games, and led his team in tackles. Mm-hmm. It was, is that is that speaking bad about the Giants or good about Landon Collins? I think that's speaking good about Landon Collins. Right, right, but yeah. and, but I, I said this once before, you don't want your safety to lead the team in tackles. That's one thing you don't want. Right. When you got a safety that can lead the team in tackles, and you know, I heard somebody on the radio today. Oh, he's just a box safety. He's not this. He's not that. All he can do is play in the box, and if you let him play in coverage, he'll get smoked and this, that, and other. I'm like, I don't remember him ever getting smoked. But he's supposed to play hey. in the box. He's a strong safety. Hey, I was about to ask you a question about what you just said a few minutes ago about Sean Taylor. Then again, I do agree about our. Uh, you know, nobody could be the next Sean Taylor. But I tell you what, that's a hell of a compliment. Yeah, it is. It is. But they said the same thing about uh, DJ Swearinger. They said it about Sua Cravens. They they kept they keep touting safeties that come, especially when they come to the Redskins, and because they can either hit hard or they can cover. You can't. We don't. We've haven't had a safety since Sean untimely passing. We haven't had a safety to fill that role, to be that playmaker that made you scared. Oh, oh, I see your point there, though. 
Cause Sean Taylor was a serious beast, man. And I never forget that morning, man. I had tears in my eyes uh, on my way to work when I first heard that story. But I had just walked in the door. Mm. I had got off mm. work and I had walked in the door. And by the time I walked in the door, my mom had called me and told me, and I was done for the rest of the day. Hey, yo, how many years ago was that? This November, I'll make twelve. It's been twelve years. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! I know his. Little girl just grown to be a beautiful young little teenager, man. I, you know, rest in peace to Sean Taylor, man. I just, my heart goes out to him and his family, man. It just, that's a touching story, man. I ain't lying to you, man. But anyway, let's get on back to the good time. But now, the rest of my list, this is the way the rest of my top five list. Now, my, my list is totally changed. I haven't even updated because I'm, I'm, so many things are coming in. I had uh, Landon Collins, number one, CJ Mosley, number two. Zadarius Smith, number three. Number four. Roger Saffo, number five. Those are my top five players that I wanted because it filled the need. But out of those top five, I got one. I don't know if they're going to try to go after Jared Cook, but it would be smart to go after Jared Cook and try to pair him with Jordan Reed if you're going to move on from Vernon Davis. But Roger Saffold is a guard that we need. We we need a guard. And he was the best guard out there. That's who I would have liked to get. But that's my five, man. What y'all fellas got for y'all five? Um, for me, I had uh CJ Mosley, I had Adrian uh Amos, I had um two people we actually did. Uh we had Kareem Jackson, but we signed him. Um What's the other guy we signed? Um, Jaquan from Miami, the right tackle. Uh, she's Jaquan James. Is that how you pronounce his name? And then I also had um, crap. Who else? I had Earl Thomas, but from what I'm reading, the Browns might get Earl Thomas. I was like, Jesus. are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, they've they, they inquired. Hey, if they get Earl Thomas along with everybody else, man, I, I, I'm sorry, y'all. Drop the microphone. Don't record this. I'm going out and buy me some orange and some brown this year. Yeah, I was like, what? Because, I mean, already if you can imagine Odell and um, Baker running the offense. Don't forget about Landry, Chubb. Uh, they still got Duke Johnson for the time being. Now, when will we find out about Kareem Hunt? That's another one that's coming in the fold. I think we'll find – we should find out that out before the end of this week. Hey, you know what? I'm really happy for Cleveland, man. This is something they should have done for years. The way they got rid of that – I shouldn't say it like this. They, they, they wait till they got rid of the head coach. And then they wanted to rebuild and get all these new players and make this new head coach gonna look good. I, I'm not. I'm not gonna make that. Okay, that's enough. I ain't gonna say that. Hey, you gotta call a spade a spade, Junior. I'm sorry, but this really and truly, I would rather see this defense that Cleveland's putting together. I'd rather see that defense under Greg Williams, because Greg Williams can take a nobody. And when I say nobody, I mean a guy you've never heard of and turn him into 
a solid defensive player because of his scheme. Now, did Cleveland keep him? No. No. Oh, my God. Now, now I, I tell you what, you, you let them sign Earl Thomas. I'm going right to the store, give me some, some brown and orange tonight. Greg Williams is a defensive coordinator in New York with the Jets. Wow. But the thing is with Greg Williams, he <laughs> he took now this is the thing. Guys like Vernon Fox, Pearson Prelo, Marcus Washington. You didn't really know who those guys were until they got into a Greg Williams defense and they flourished. Because you, you never heard nothing else about him after that. Greg Williams is a great defensive coordinator. He's not all that great of a, a, a head coach, but he's a great defensive coordinator. I agree. So, all right, Junie, who, who did you have in your top five that you wanted to go after this offseason? Well, well, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I don't have a long list. I really was um, I really wanted C.J. Moses, Landon Collins, and and y'all might don't like. I I, I really wanted um, I don't forget Deshaun Jackson. Man, I I I want a I want a veteran speeder, one with some speed. And I had my eyes on um, Deshaun Jackson for real, man. Speaking of which, um, he's going back to Philly. Yeah, yes, he is. Yes, he yes, is. Yeah, I, you know, I know he was open, you know, but that's, I, you know, it took me a, 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 a long bit of time, some hours to, to get over AB, man. So I, I really started looking at some receivers, man. And uh, I read who is a receiver in college, y'all, where he was telling Pittsburgh to draft him. He wants to be the next AB. I don't know if y'all seen that. But I, I can't remember his name right now. So he's in college. He told Pittsburgh Steelers to draft him. I want to be the next AB. So I don't know what that's going to you know look. But I'm still trying to get over that. But come on, Kev. Let's go. <laughs> well, before we go on the third down, we got a little bit more news to jump into. Uh, of course, Sean Jackson going back to Philly trade. Uh, Nick Foles. I mean, we we said when Nick Foles was gonna sign with Jacksonville. Once that news broke last week, that you know you heard that right here on the sideline, junkies that he was going to Jacksonville. Even though I thought he should have went to Tampa Bay, and we went in on that about how Tampa Bay turned out to be. You know, it's a better situation, but eh, you go where you want. Uh, Jamison Crowder goes to the Jets. Frank Gore is going to the Bills. And the Honey Badger leaving the Houston Texans and going to the Kansas City Chiefs. Wow. So I love it. I love it. Yeah, and it, it, it's only going to get – I got, the, I got the, the, the website up since I'm on the phone right now. I got the website up. So I can see everything as it comes through. I got NFL.com up. I got – uh. What's the, what else do I got up? I got um, Bleacher Report up. I got Sport News up. I got everything up. I'm not trying to miss a, a thing. Then you got uh, Trey Flowers signs. It's going to sign with the Lions. Uh, Adrian Amos has said, you know, uh, with the Packers. 
Uh, who else we got? Who's another big name that signed? Jeez. Uh, it's a lot of guys that, because they have a, a top 50 free agent list, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of guys in that top 50 that are not signed yet. I mean, well, they don't even have, uh, you know, contract offers. And the biggest name on this list, and that takes the third down, is the number three player out of the top 50. And that's Le'Veon Bell. Now, I'm going to ask you guys a question. And I want y'all to be honest and I want y'all to be real. All last season, they talked about Le'Veon Bell would be the top free agent this summer or this offseason, however you want to phrase it. But here it is. All these guys, is they counting bank. They folding stacks. But they say the money that Le'Veon is looking for, he's not going to get. And he has middle and lower tier teams looking at him like the Jets, the Redskins, the Ravens. You know, teams like that are looking at Le'Veon. And my question to you guys is, why hasn't anybody offered him any considerable money? Do they know something that we don't? He sat out last year. I think I think him sitting out last year really hurt his value. And uh, and it really – I think it kind of, like, scares some, you know, some teams off because it's like, wow, man, like, are you so, like, wrapped up in yourself that you are willing to, like, sit out and miss a whole season? I mean, yeah, you know, the, the situation isn't ideal. I know you got tired of paying under – playing under the, the, the tag, but play. You know what I'm saying? Play. Play through it. But he sat, you know what I'm saying? He, he sat and didn't play, so I think that scared some teams off. Hey, Delonte, I really agree, man. And him and A.B. just don't understand with those attitudes. Other teams look at the attitudes, not only look at the way you play, but they look at your attitudes and they feel like that they don't want that on their team. But, Kevin, along what you just said, I just read uh, free agent cornerback Steven Nelson has agreed to a three-year deal worth $25.5 million with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Y'all ever heard of him? No. Played for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. He mostly played uh, special teams. So we got another free agent cornerback, Steve Nelson. But, yeah, man, all that I can do is pray for uh, Le'Veon, man. Them guys, I, I just don't understand, man. He hurt his career. He hurt his stock. I don't know. Now, last time he played was 2017. He played 15 games in 2017. He had a career-high 321 carries. He ran for a uh, one- – one yards, four point four yards a carry. He only had nine touchdowns, but he had eighty-five receptions for six hundred and fifty-five yards, seven point seven average, and two touchdowns. And he only lost he only lost two fumbles that whole entire year. I'm I'm, I'm I mean he's twenty-six. I want to say, let me make sure I'm right. Uh, 27. He just turned 27 last month. I, I I don't know what really much more that anybody wants. You got a fresh 27 year old, and you know running backs don't have a very long shelf life. And I'm surprised Philly ain't signed him off the bat. 
They yeah, had yeah, trouble yeah. with it. Right, right and Mr. Buffalo Bill himself smiling ear to ear with these signings. What's happening, BJ? BJ. What's up, fellas? What's going on, Junkie? BJ in the house. What's what the up? deal, babe? Hey, man, not much, man. Just kind of trying to get a deep breath from all these uh, trades and free agent signs, man. It's been a it's been a busy last couple of hours. Hey, hey. You caught us because we on third down. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm I'm going to give you one, BJ. Um, you, I know we all got players that we wanted to sign. You, give me your top five players you wanted to sign in uh, free agency for Buffalo. Top five players I want to sign in free agency. I don't really, probably not by name, but by position. Uh, number one would be offensive line. Um, number two with receiver, which which they addressed with uh, John Brown and Cole Beasley. Um, number three for me would just at this point would be kind of shoring up the backfield, which they kind of already did with Frank Gore. And I really didn't like that sign. And I felt like they could have probably waited in the draft and waited in the later rounds and, and got them a nice, young, fresh back. So, uh, what's that, four or five would be um, just depth, depth on uh, the offensive line. I know I, I addressed it with number one, but you can never have enough guys in, in the Redskins fans to tell you with almost – all of their offensive line getting hurt. You know, you can't have enough of those guys, and then you need versatile guys that can play guard, tackle, can move around. So um, that's my top five. And and with the Buffalo signings, they they've kind of addressed that. They got a they got a, a the corner from the Texans to show up the defense. Um, they got Josh Allen some targets. Uh, I think Cole Beasley, I was reading instead, he had one drop in 80-something targets. So you have somebody now that can move the chains, a bona fide pass catcher, a slot guru. You know, I think he's probably what behind Julian Edelman for a slot. I can agree with that. So then you got John Brown. You know, you, you, you got some weapons. You still got uh, Zay Jones. And something I always talk about is you can't really test and see how good you can get glimpses of how good your receivers are. But if you don't have anybody blocking for your quarterback, it doesn't matter how strong his arm is, how quick he is and nimble. If you got to run for his life, uh, Eli Manning, you know, Joe Flacco sometimes. You got to run for your life. You can't really gauge somebody on, on the offense and, and it's, Buffalo showed that last year with Josh Allen running for his life and the running game uh, being stagnant. If you go back and look at uh, Buffalo Bill stats the last couple of years, I think out of the last, I want to say four or five seasons, Buffalo was top as far as rushing twice. So uh, they lost two key pieces in incognito and wood. So I think they're addressing that now. And I, I like the moves, man. I like the moves. Uh, I don't know if anybody saw the tweet, the three um, the three least uh, teams that, that players want to go to, Buffalo, Cincinnati, and Detroit. Did anybody see that tweet? No. So, and, and I, I say it time and time and time again that 
if you're the Buffalo Bills and you want to bring, you know, respectability back and you want people to come, you have to build your nucleus with the draft because nobody wants to go there. And if, if people do want to go there, you can kind of argue that the, the signings, both Beasley and Brown, they may have overpaid a little bit, but that's what you have to do in Buffalo to get, get talent. Now, on, on, on top of signing Ty and Seki, y'all got Spencer Long. Jeez, uh, I just had it pulled up and I lost it. Um, Spencer Long, uh, uh, Morse, who y'all signed, made the highest paid center in the league. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it's just uh, the point of who you're going to – you know, you got McDermott, Searles, Teller, uh, Ducasey, Dawkins. Bodinger, Bodine, you got a list of guys that you can actually put all together here. Well, I, I think, I think, I think uh, the center for sure. You, you, you kind of figure some of those guys are going to start because of of what they had on the field last year. So, so, and, and, and if you have two really good pieces on the offensive line, like, like if you have a, a Trent Williams on the left side. You can hide the left guard if he's bad, you know, because because the tackle's so good. Now you got if you, if the center they signed and and Ty and Seki and and uh, what's the other boy name? Uh, uh gee, Spencer Long. Spencer Long. So yeah, y'all just signed him last month. So if if Ty, let's say Ty and Seki come about and you know he's versatile, he can play guard, tackle. And you, you find a home for him somewhere in there. You know, you got, um, you know, these new pieces, they gel together. That's another thing, too. You just can't snap your fingers and sign people. They have to play. They have to gel together. And if I'm Josh Allen, I'm calling Cole Beasley. I'm calling John Brown. I'm calling the whole receiving core. And be like, look, let's do this. It's time to work out. It's time to, to, to do private workouts, just like the guys in the NBA do. With LeBron, uh, what's the what's the crew? LeBron, Dwayne Wade, CP3, Melo, yeah, yeah, the Banana Boat Crew, the Banana Boat Crew. You you got to get it in if you're serious about this. You know you gotta you gotta get it in, and you know I I think offensive linemen, I still I still think they can address that need in the draft. Also with that boy from Florida uh, for uh, left tackle. So you know. And, and that and that's another thing. I don't mean to, to, to talk you guys to death, but now the number nine pick that Buffalo has, they've addressed some needs. Now you kind of have a little bit of wiggle room with this pick. You could you could possibly select the best player available, you know, and not necessarily a need. You can still get a freakish receiver, you know, to add to that, you know, but it's, it's wide open at number nine, I think. I'm just hoping, like, hell, that y'all don't jump at uh, because of the, the the combine numbers of um, DK Metcalf. I don't think it's just us. I think everybody is drooling over those numbers. But like me, you talked about now you, you have to look at the whole picture. He, he hasn't given you a full collegiate season yet. Yeah. So you have to look at that. That has to be like for me. That's still a third or fourth round pick, and he might not go down that far. But if you sh- you can't show me durability, I can see if he gave me two really 
good seasons and productivity and, you know, he got hurt and something freakish one, you know, one of the seasons. But I think we're talking about all three of his seasons, right? Well, he played uh, his original sophomore year because he was a red shirt sophomore last year. Okay. So he played the original sophomore year. Um, His freshman year, he only played five games, I believe, and he he hurt his foot. Sophomore season played 12, and his red shirt sophomore year, which was last year, he only played seven because he hurt his neck. See, see, the thing is, teams teams are going to reach because nobody wants to be that team that this kid turns out to be Randy Moss or Odell Beckham, and they passed on him. So I think you might you, just because of his numbers alone, you might see him late first, second, because there's still five other receivers that are on the projection that are that are projected better than him. Mm-hmm. So you, that's something else to look at too. If you, I don't have the list in front of me. You go through the teams who need a, the Giants need a receiver now. Uh, you know what? AJ Brown. That's the that's the uh, the guy that um that that Junie was talking about. They told the Steelers to draft him. It was AJ Brown. He plays on the other side of DK Metcalf. Isn't AJ Brown the number one projected? I believe he is. Yeah, I, th- I think he is. So, but like I said, that's, what, I, what, what pick are the Giants now? What pick? What picks do the Giants have after that trade? Wow. Um, let me find out. Okay. Okay. What What I'm saying is. The Giants need a receiver now. You know, they, they they gave up Odell. They got some picks. I actually think the Giants got the better end of that deal. I like that for the Giants because when's the last time Odell played the whole season? Been quite some time. I mean, he even had – he had 77 catches. He had over 1,000 yards receiving. As of, um, like, you know, when he went out last year. Yeah. I, I, I understand. Like, the talent – is not even in question. It's the durability. Like, if you're you having issues now, you only get older. You know, father time is, is, is behind you. You only get older as as you guys saw in the gym other Saturday I was watching. <laughs> oh man, here we go. <laughs> so uh, the Giants have the number six pick and they, they plan it says they're planning on taking Dwayne Haskins. All right, so out they, of Ohio State. So I thought they got a. I thought they already had the number six pick, or was that Cleveland's pick? No, they already had. No, it. they already. They had the number six pick. All right, so what pick? Did, pick. I thought Cleveland gave my first, didn't they? Yeah, that. Yeah, that, first that in twenty twenty though. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of another trade that was number seventeen. And okay, so in a mock yeah. draft that they got, they got y'all picking DK Metcalf at nine. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, man, you. You, 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 those, those combine numbers shot him up. And, yeah. and you, nobody wants, like I said, nobody wants to be that team. We saw it in the NBA when, when, you know, the, the, the high school players start coming out. Nobody wanted to, to not draft the, the latest greatest. We saw a lot of failures as far as high school mm-hmm. talent. So I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be disappointed. Because I think they bolstered up the receiver core. I think they bolstered up the the offensive lineman. If you get the right left tackle right now, and this is any team, you get the right left tackle, Trent Williams. You get a 
Jonathan Ogden from day one, their rookie year, their staples on the offensive line. So you have to think about that. It's receivers come and go. I was listening to the radio the other day, and, and somebody made a good point. Name me one receiver where you can go back in the playoffs as far as you want to go back and be like, that receiver took them to the Super Bowl. Hmm. You can't. No, you can't. You can't. And, and the great we, – we can go back to Calvin Johnson and the Lions when they made the, the playoffs a couple times they did, right? Megatron, he going to dominate. And what did he do? Nothing. nothing. Absolutely nothing. A.J. Green, make the playoffs, not, not a peep. I mean, he, you know, make some catches, but Julio Jones couldn't do anything. That the shit that uh, they could have scored another point in the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Yeah. And you, you got one of the best receivers in the game. I, you know, so – I think receivers, if you got if you got good scouts and running backs, are it's just it's just a matter of what you run in your system. If you get lucky and get a speed guy like Tyree Hill, then you have to change your system because you have to put that speed to use. But you now you got Cole Beasley that's going to open up the underneath. You got Josh Allen with a cannon arm that's going to open up the top. So. I think they should go offensive line. I think they should. I, I'm the 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 kid from Florida. Name is slipping me. I believe he's from Florida. Um, but I, I really think they should go that route. Now I'm about to blow your mind. I'm looking at a mock draft, uh-huh. and I had to I had to scroll seven times to find AJ Brown's name. Now AJ Brown is ranked above uh, DK Metcalf. They don't have AJ Brown going. Until the number fifty nine pick to the Colts, wow! And they call Man. him a big slot receiver. They, that's all they're saying about him. He played. He played. Who played along DK alongside DK Metcalf? Like they're not even giving this man any respect. I want him at fifteen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who do they have y'all taking at fifteen? Uh, a guy out of Iowa State. Let me scroll back up here. Is that the? Is that the tight end? No, they got us taking a receiver out of Iowa State. Okay. Uh, what about Hakeem Butler? Okay. What about? Oh, is, oh, is he a tight end? I think he is a tight end. Um. Yeah, I thought the Broncos either Devin White, the linebacker, or uh, Drew Locke, the quarterback from Missouri. Okay. Okay. Hey, man, we we all know the mock stuff is you know. A lot of teams put stuff out there to make teams make moves. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I would be really surprised if Buffalo took DK Metcalf. You know, I know you're trying to energize the franchise and stuff, but I think Brandon Bean is doing a hell of a job right now. They had 70 something million. I, w- I would like to see what their cap number is now after all these signings. Um, but. I think he's doing a really, really good job, you know, to be one of the least desirable destinations in the NFL. And, you know, that's something else we talked about the other night, KG, when we was on the, you know, the the, the test, test and anchor. Like, the, the Bills team that went to four, two, four Super Bowls, that team was built. Yeah. You know, that, that wasn't a free agency, you know, lace team. That, that was a built team. Mm-hmm. Golden State. The Warriors, that's a built mm-hmm. team. That nucleus is built. You have to build your nucleus. You can't 
put you 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 add parts in free agency, maybe a need or something like that. But you, your nucleus has to be built through the draft, and the New England does it, Pittsburgh does it, Green Bay does it, um, San Francisco is starting to do it very well, uh, Baltimore does it, and and and, and to to the Pittsburgh and. I don't really think Pittsburgh is tripping off of Antonio Brown. I told Big Jim the other day, can you imagine? Go back to 2000, whenever Santonio whenever Holmes was the MVP. Can you imagine if they kept Santonio Holmes, Emmanuel Sanders, Martavius Bryant, um, Antonio Brown? Can you imagine if somehow they kept all they, – they, they got those – those, those are their guys. Mm-hmm. And Emmanuel Sanders, he's, he's, he's done good in Denver. But when you don't have big men throwing you the ball, yeah. it's, it's, a di- it's a different animal. He had Peyton, and he, he, when you don't have – and Antonio Brown, I hope everything works out with Derek Carr. But when you don't have the, one of the elites throwing you the ball, and, and I, I talk about this all the time, the risk takers. You know, big men's a risk taker. Aaron Rodgers a risk taker. You got to have some risk in you. Colt McCoy is a risk taker. He's just not as good as those guys. You know, you have to be a risk taker. You have to be somewhat accurate. But Baker Mayfield is a risk taker. You're going to see plays made because he's going to let the Juice and OBJ make plays. I I promise you. I promise you. He's going to let them make plays. He's going to toss that thing up there and say, go get it. I'm going to put it where you can get it. I know you, we've been practicing this. I know where you like it. You told me where you like it at. I'm going to put it where you like it at. Go get it. So. Well. That was third down. So. We're going to go ahead and send the punt team on. And we're going to punt it on over to the NBA. So we're going to take a break. I got you guys coming right back, right? Yes, sir. I got to be up in the morning and be to work at 5 a.m. So, yeah, guys, so it's going to be on y'all. Yeah, got to figure out where Junie went. Every time I get on, last time I got on, Junie left. So, man, maybe me and Junie got to sit down and talk. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> well, you go get some rest. Me and Delonte be right back right after this message. Right back like we never left. Looney. Sideline side junkies, baby. Man, BJ was just on looking for you, man. He, he said, as soon as I get on, Junie disappeared. Like, I'm like, Junie, Junie left the studio for a little bit. Oh, Junie back? Yeah. <laughs> Y'all just don't know what I go through. All right. Let's jump into this NBA. And it's hot, man. You thought, daggone, daggone, um, the NFL was hectic. This NBA segment, whoo boy. Huh. Let's start it off with some big news. Brandon Ingram is out for the rest of the season. The technical term is deep venous thrombosis in his arm. Basically, he has blood clots in his arm. So wow. Prayers yeah. up for the, uh, for the young homie. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Most definitely. And I'm just him and Lonzo Ball are both done for the season, so I guess it's safe to say the Lakers wow. will not make the playoffs this year. Yeah. 
Nah, they, they, I think when uh, when LeBron got hurt and he was out, I think that did it anyway. Can you imagine a man going to the finals for what was it, eight or nine years in a row? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And man, now they made the playoffs. So, I mean, like like Delonte said, prayers up. Uh, but this is nothing to play with, young fella. Blood clots can break off, and when they travel, they can be fatal. That's not something you really want to take lightly. So, right. Sit out, take the blood thinners, let them work, do what you got to do. It's always next season. So, this is a hot button issue. Last night in Utah, uh, Russell Westbrook. Got into it with a fan. And I understand this is a family show. But I'm going to go ahead and relay what he said, but I'll be courteous. He let a fan know, I'll F you up and your wife. So now it's been complaints about fans in Utah for quite some time. I mean, a lot. This is going back to the 90s. They said Jordan and Pippen used to complain about playing in Utah, said that uh, Phil Jackson complained about coaching in Utah because the fans are so close to you, they're cutthroat. I've heard the same thing about Sacramento, but I've never heard it to this extent. Now, this is the second time. Yes, sir. This is not the fan that touched him. One night this week, a fan touched him. No, no, no. And I was, you know, I was going to jump into that, too. I said that that's kind of funny because just what was it? That was either last week or the week before. And a fan, a, a young fan, he came up to Russell Westbrook and gave him a nice little shove. And <laughs> Russell Westbrook turned around. He told the boy's parents, you need to control your kids. So I'm just like, what in the world is going on? Now, apparently last night this fan says to Russell Westbrook, get down on your knees like you used to. Yeah, that's 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 nuts, man. Now, this particular fan has been fined $25,000 and banned for life. Good. And a lot of people are coming out and saying Russell Westbrook should have handled it a different way, but yeah. they understand where he's coming from. You can't understand where he's coming from and say handle it a different way. Right, exactly. So let me get you fellas uh take on that. Uh if you ask me and you know, if I sound you know, to all our listeners, if we if I sound ignorant, hey, you know, I'm just speaking my mind, keeping it real. I think Russie did the right thing. He stood up for himself. You know, like you can't, you can't, you know, make no backhanded, racist comment like that, and don't think you're gonna get a reaction. You're gonna get a reaction. So, I mean, I mean, Russie could have put his hands on him, but he didn't. You know, he gave him fair warning. So I think Russie he handled. You know, he gave him a fair warning. Like you, you know, you continue to. 
be ultra disrespectful, and then you know, we, I'm, I'm gonna have to you know handle that. You know, I, I agree with both of y'all, man. It's like uh, some things, man, you just can't do, man. We're all adults here, you know, and uh, I think he handled it professionally, like 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 D said. I mean, he could have went. That's a good word. A good word. Uh, he could have went. Uh, ghetto, I guess what you call it, and 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 toss some up, up, put his hand. You know, I think he did it the right thing, man. I will thumbs say. Up. Go ahead, Johnny. No, I'm just saying thumbs up to West, Russell Westbrook. And I agree with both of you. Now the fan has been named, and his name is Shane Kiesel. So he decided to take things to that road. Um, but now this is where I have an issue at. And it's not an issue with Russell Westbrook. I got an issue with fans. You're quick to... Now, what you say behind closed doors what you say behind closed doors in the privacy of your home. You pay bills, rent, uh, mortgage, taxes, all that behind those closed doors. So that's your thing. But you're coming out into a public arena. Now, this is... A multi-million dollar man. You can say what you want to say to him. Okay. But guess what? Whether he touches you legally or illegally, he can touch you. So cut it out. I mean, you quick to say that, you know, we all got our, our players that we ride and we give them a hard time about stuff. But to go to this point where you're saying things like this, it's a problem. And it, it, it's dirty. It, it, it's not becoming of a basketball fan. It's not becoming of a human being. It don't matter what color you are. So that was a, a a-hole comment. And I'm glad that he got banned for life from all jazz games. Now, it would have been different had he said that and Russell Westbrook would have just went into the crowd and punched him in the mouth. Then, you know, that's everybody saying that Russell Westbrook that was wrong for what he said. It could have been the other way around. You could have had another malice at the palace. Exactly. So mm-hmm. be happy it turned out the way that it did, and it could have been worse. So I agree. We, yep, you're right. I, I think I'll say this. We at the sideline junkies applaud Russell Westbrook. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, we do. So Big ups to Russell Westbrook for keeping your composure, keeping your cool, and not knocking this dude's block off like I know you wanted to. <sighs> now, this is a, a good one, <laughs> and I want to see what you got to say about this, Delonte. Hmm. The Golden State Warriors, Steve Kerr, one of my favorite players of all time. I don't know why I've always been a Steve Kerr fan. And everybody used to ask me why. And I said, I don't know. I just like him. I like Steven Douglas Kerr. That's my man. Not because he was, I liked him long before he was with the Bulls. I liked him when he was with Cleveland, Phoenix. I liked him when he was with San Antonio, Portland, you know. But my question to you, are the Warriors finished? Nah, because, you know, once the playoffs start, then we see who they really are. And then 
you know, but this year we can really see like a five-headed monster. Um, you know, I think Cousins going like everybody gonna come alive. You know, stuff stuff gonna be stuff. KD gonna be KD. Clay gonna be Clay. Draymond gonna be Draymond. But this is the first time that uh, Boogie uh, is getting ready to like get ready to like play and like with like so much on the line. I think he really about to take it up a notch. You know, granted, he you know he's likely gone after this season. Um, but I, I I think the Warriors still the team to beat. I mean, shout out to the Rockets, shout out to the man, big shout out to the Nuggets, man. They've been doing their thing this season, but when it all said and done, the Warriors still repeat. Now you talking about gone to end the season? I'm gonna tell you a name that's gone to end the season. This is why I asked this question: Draymond Green. Uh, I'm not sure if you're you're um familiar with the video that's circulating of Steve Kerr, Steve Kerr. Yeah. saying, you know, I'm so effing tired of Draymond's SHIT. So, and I, I, I watched the video and I was like, maybe he said something else and that's they're interpreting it as. I watched the video 10 times. That's what, that's what he said. And for four years now, Draymond has been sh- skating on thin ice. How long is it going to be before that ice caves in? Um, I, I think I think he'll he'll be all right now. When his contract is up, that's a different story. Because it ain't like he he putting up like monster numbers. You know he he's he's a presence. You know he's a presence, um, but. You know, no, I think I think Draymond he'll he'll be fine in the long run. Um, you know, he 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 do need to kind of like calm down his antics. You know, it's kind of old and redundant at this point. But um, and oh, then not to mention Steve uh, Steve Kerr, he he denied that he actually said it. <laughs> you know, now do we buy that? No. no. <laughs> oh no, no. But I mean, I think Draymond he'll be all right. You know. Him and Katie went through that thing early this year. So, uh, you know, we get over it. Now, Draymond Green is a former defensive player of the year. Um, these are his stats right now. Uh, 31 minutes a game, seven points, 43% from the field, 25% from behind the line. I wish he stopped shooting threes. Um, seven and a half rebounds, 7.1 assists. One and a half steals and one block per game. Uh, his his stat line is not impressive to you know virgin eyes, but you know those that are uninitiated don't know what he actually brings to the table. But he doesn't even bring that to the table anymore. I remember you know he he had a couple of games, the game against the Suns which they lost, and the game against the Nuggets he had double digit rebounds. Okay. But I, I mean, Draymond Green made his name being a defensive player, and it seemed like he's playing. He was hard nosed. He got inside your head. He was kind of a Dennis Rodman type. But now it's like he's become more finesse. Like he, he, he's against the Suns. He was three for nine. Why, why are you 
Why are you three for nine? And you're 0 for three from the three-point range. Why are you even out there? That's not your that's not your range. That's not your shot. I need you on the glass, cleaning the glass. I need you to be the Michael Cage type, Mr. Windex, the glass cleaner. That's what I need you doing. I don't need you shooting threes. Hey, excuse me on that one. Yes, sir. I've always been the old school big man down low. I've always hated to see the big man run up to the three-point line, man. I've always hated that. You're a big man, you go down low. Exactly. Now, he's listed as a power forward. He's six foot seven, but he's listed as a power forward. Now, Malik Rose is six foot seven and listed as a center. So I don't care about height. But the man, he has a knack for rebounding. Get your behind in that paint and go to work, That's Draymond. Right. That's right. Put that body on him. Now, I, I, I love the simple fact that he has ball handling skills where he can bring the ball up court, you know, and set up the half court offense. And then he'll pass it off to Steph, he'll pass it off to Clay, and then, you know, move to the inside. And let them work around. Let the shooters work. You got Clay, you got uh Steph, you got KD. Let them those are the shooters. Let them work around. Iggy is your slasher. He can still slash even though he's over. That's what he does. You clean up the mess. Do the dirty work. That's what you do. But Junie, the original question was um are the Warriors finished? Because of the, you know, you got Draymond and Steve Kerr, you know, still beefing. They've been beefing for four years now. But they're beefing, and Steve Kerr the other night was caught on video saying he's tired of – he's effing tired of Draymond's uh, sugar honey iced tea. Then you got the Draymond KD thing. Um, Jeez. You got – KG, KG, you can stop right there because that dynasty is over. Yeah. And I'm happy. This year goes to drum roll the Bucks. This is Giannis' year. Mark my word. Whoa. Hold on. Wait. The ground getting ready to shake and, and the earth is about to split open. I got somebody to agree with me because I said the same thing last week. I said if it came down to the Bucks and the Warriors in the finals, I'm taking the Bucks. I understand the Warriors got experience, but I'm taking the Bucks. Because Giannis is just that Bucks. beast. You got that right. That oh, brother, boy. man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. I, I feel <laughs> great now. Junie, I just want to let you know, on, on, on top of us getting this free agent frenzy show going tonight, just being on air with you guys, you just made my night with that. I'm going to say that. I'm just talking about you just put the cherry on top of that. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Man, <laughs> well, before we get out of here, fellas, I want to jump into a little college basketball because come Thursday, I want to dive deep into some college basketballs because I, I want I want you guys to go ahead and brush up on y- your 2018-2019 college basketball because Selection Sunday is this Sunday coming. Okay. Yeah, all the conference tournaments are happening this week. We done had buzzer beaters, man. We done had a lot going on. Now, the ACC tournament started today, but Duke doesn't play till Thursday. And I hear that uh, Zion Williamson will be back for the ACC tournament. My question to you guys, now, before I get into the question, let me say this. 
Zion Williamson won ACC Player of the Year. He also won ACC Rookie of the Year. So congratulations to the the young fella. Congratulations. Congrats. He's uh, made a believer out of me because I gave him a hard time coming into this season because I was like, he's too raw. He needs to settle down, and he can't be a one-and-done. I still don't want him to be a one-and-done. I want him to work on his game and come out, like, really, really refined, like, so good that you're saying, you know, this kid just left Duke, and he's already the best player in the league. And I don't want to see him go to New York and be the best player on the team and have to carry the load, but that's a different show for a different time. But with Zion – uh, with Zion being injured the last few weeks, do you think it's still a wise decision for him to turn pro at the end of his college career? Well, at the end of his college freshman season. Uh, I'm not sure if it's wise, but I'm sure that's already in the uh, in the plans for him and his family. You know, they figure like, hey, like this. Freshman, you know, he went all, you know, these major, you know, major accolades, you know, let's capitalize. So, so I think it's smart. Uh, nah, he could probably benefit off of one more season. I mean, he'll still, you know, go top two in the draft, but, you know, it's it's all about the Benjamins. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> hey, I think that's been the theme for the night, man. Yeah, it's all about the Benjamins. So he figured, hey, you know, I got, I, I want to, you know what I'm saying, get my bone and eat it now. You know, so that's what it is. Judy? Well, you know what, D and KG, in my Hulk Hogan voice, it's like this. <laughs> I feel like if he wants to make that move to the NBA, he should sit this March Madness down. He should sit down, don't even play. Rest, he's going to sell tickets. He's going to sell jerseys. And he's going to get that multi-million dollar tennis shoe contract. Now, he's still young. Now, whether he's going to be back on that court 100% as a lightning bolt up and down that court and jumping up and down, we don't know. We got to wait to see him. It's not easy coming back from an injury. You know, but uh, I would like to see him jump to the NBA, but I don't want to see him risk getting hurt again or re-injuring that. I think he should wait. Do not go back. Kyrie was hurt with Duke. And Kyrie left and went straight to the NBA. Same situation. That's my put. Well, Kyrie played, what, all of two games in college? That's well, it. Yeah, two games, but then he came back in the, um, I think, not the ACC tournament, but the uh, NCAA tournament. And, and the couple games they won, he he killed. Well, guess what? Your 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 dag on uh your memory is better than mine. I'll yeah. say that. <laughs> I, I I don't remember him coming back. I remember him playing those two games, and that was it. I'm about to look that up. I didn't think he came back, but he sound like he know what he's talking about. He sound confident. Matter of fact, you yeah. know what? That's he, he my man. Right. That's my man. I'm gonna say it's my man. I, I I ain't gonna look it up. If he say it, it's, it's cement. It. He absolutely right. Made it to the Sweet 16, but lost to Arizona. Irvin scored 28 points in what turned out to be his last game for Duke. You know what? That's why that man is a sideline junkie. That's why he's a sideline junkie. He know what he's talking about. 
Man. Well, fellas, uh, this time of year, I always get a little sad because with everybody being so hard up for money, especially these uh, college programs being so hard up for money, and, you know, you got a lot of realignment. We don't get the true essence of the ACC tournament where you're going to go down to Greensboro and you got Maryland, NC State, uh, Duke, North Carolina, and like you know, it's going to be a battle. And then, of course, you, you know you're sprinkling the other little schools, but and then you don't even have a Big East tournament at Madison Square Garden, where you got Connecticut, you got Syracuse, you got Georgetown, you got Seton Hall. Like though, that's the t- things I miss. I miss like you seeing those guys two times a year, and you got to see them again in a conference tournament, and you're battling. You know, the the, the it don't matter if. You were last in the conference, but you battle these teams, and it's always a good game. So it makes me sad that we don't get to see those type things anymore. Right. I, I miss Georgetown, uh, Syracuse twice a year. I miss Georgetown, UConn twice a year. It, it, it's so watered down and diluted now, but, hey, it is what it is, man. I mean, it's money to be made. And that's what they doing with it. So I'm not going to stress over it. I'm just going to enjoy these tournament games and try to keep up with everything going on as far as free agency goes because we got less than two hours to go before everything becomes official. I'm going to try to keep up with uh, every buzzer beat in the tournament. I mean, geez, we got a lot going on in the next couple of days, fellas. Yes, sir. Sure. March Madness, baby. It's here. <laughs> oh, boy. You know what, though? After Selection Sunday, I, I, I think I think we should do this. And I think we should break it down round by round. Uh, we fill out a bracket, and then we'll break it down round by round on, and see what we come up with. We just do our picks on March Madness, which I think about that. Yeah, Great that's idea. Cool. I'm with it. All right. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll turn a couple of them in and see if we can win a million dollars or something. Hey, I like seeing that small school come out of nowhere and make it to the at least the elite eight or the sweet sixteen. Oh yeah. Like uh uh who was that? Um was that George Washington that did that a couple of years ago? I think it was George Washington. Oh man, then you had American. It's all if you notice for us, it's always the local schools that do it. Yep. VCU, George Mason. Yes, who it was? It was George Mason. That George Washington did it uh, with Mike Jarvis. That was like in the 90s, though. But it's always the little schools from this area. You had American, VCU. I mean, you had a lot of guys do it from here, man. And we supposed to have been setting up for this. But we got four games, I think, uh, in the regional round that are going to be played at Capital One Arena. I don't know how much tickets going to be, but I, I'm trying to get the sideline junkies in there best way I can. All right. So if I if I call y'all and I tell y'all, hey man, we got pulled together like five thousand. That's only for one ticket. Right. Start the van. Let's go. <laughs> hey, look, we we might have to go downtown, man. Go through Chinatown, just park the Winnebago out front, and just broadcast from there. <laughs> All right, fellas, let's get on up out of here. We'll be back Thursday. Uh, we're gonna do a little college basketball Thursday. Some more NBA. 
update on uh, NFL. You know, we're going to do a little everything on Thursday. So that's another show that's going to be packed and full. Thank you, BJ, for taking a little time before you had to go to bed and let us know about them Buffalo Bills. You can hear the happiness in his voice, too. Think you didn't? You sure did. <laughs> <laughs> to you two fellas, Delonte, Junie, greatly appreciate it, man. I just y'all made my night tonight. I, I will say that. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. T.O., T.O., time out. Breaking news. Sorry, ladies. There will be no soap operas. It's March Madness, baby. <laughs> you know what? The the best part about it, I got time saved up. I, I you know the first round. I know I usually take the first round, take those couple of days off. It ain't like when we was in high school, and oh, you know yeah. they they would turn the TV on, close the door, put the paper over the window, and you know let us watch the game long as we was quiet. Right. Mm-hmm. I didn't miss a first in high school. The four years I was in high school, I never missed a first round game. Right. I watched every game. And guess what? You still not gonna miss any games. <laughs> nah, because you know what? <laughs> One thing I got, I got my own desk, and I can sit at my desk I'm like, nah, I'm doing paperwork, and I'll be sitting there and watching. Park the, and park the forklift, baby. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, all right, fellas. Let's get on up out of here. Let's go get some sleep, because uh, we're we going to have to get some sleep, because there ain't going to be no sleep next couple of days. So let's get some sleep yeah, tonight. two more hours, baby. Can't go to sleep in two more hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, this sideline junk, you need a little sleep. I'm going to let y'all stay up and y'all just hit the phone, man. But we're going to be back Thursday. Y'all have a good night. Right, y'all man. too, man. Have a good one. Peace. Peace out, y'all. All right. This has been another Sideline Junkies production, sponsored by Anchor FM. For any questions, comments, or even if you have a show idea, you can always email the fellas, sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. Junkies out.